Hello! Well, it's been a minute since I've recorded a new episode, and I wanted to let you know what's going on. I'm writing a book, two actually, that will be published this year. I've heard from some of you that you're furiously taking notes as you listen to the podcast episodes. Some of you have even printed off the transcripts and are highlighting them and putting them in a binder. I love this so much and it has inspired me for book number two. So what you've been asking for, it's coming. Now, that said, I will be recording a new episode soon and we'll get back to a regular schedule. In the meantime, if you're interested in hearing about the book and knowing when it's coming out, be sure to go to trishazodi.com and get on my email list. You'll be the first to know. Now, here's the episode you came for. Hi, friends. It's Trisha Zodi. Welcome to my podcast. Another Beautiful Life, Restoration of Mind, Body, and Spirit After Brokenness. I am so excited that you're joining me here today as we walk this journey together. I believe that God is extending at His hand, offering each one of us the opportunity to be guided into restoration. I also believe that with restoration comes freedom, adventure, and great hope. These are the things He's calling us to. And I'm glad we can do this together. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to episode number 49, The Power of And. Another holiday came, Labor Day. It's just a day, right? But it's a day when a lot of people had the day off from work. A nice, long, three-day weekend to enjoy family and friends. I really hope that was you, my friend. I was so excited that my daughter came home from her new job in a city three hours away. I believe I told you in an episode earlier that she had been living with me since I've moved into my new house a year ago. Three weeks ago, she moved away, and I felt just like that mom or dad who shipped off their kid to college for the first time. She had a few difficult days settling in, and the mama bear in me wanted to drive up there and rescue her from anything or anyone that might upset her or make her life difficult. Don't worry, I know better, and I didn't. But it doesn't mean that I didn't want to. And I also resonated with the empty nester who suddenly found their house way too quiet and still. But I was doing pretty good with the transition, knowing that God was so purposeful in giving her that job. And like I mentioned before, I was open to the new possibilities of what this could mean for me in rediscovering myself. So I knew it was a good thing and was so excited for both of us. But then (laughs) she came home for the weekend and left early on Monday, Labor Day. And the weirdest thing happened. Just after she left, it felt like I fell right into a daze. I don't know how else to describe it. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I think I literally stared out my back windows for 30 minutes without blinking. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But whatever was going on, it wasn't the norm for me. Something was off. Now, I should have known better... But I scrolled through Facebook and saw lots of friends out on Labor Day doing all kinds of fun family things. Hey, I've been here before. There are 11 national holidays each year 
plus five more celebrated like Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and Easter. So about 15 recognized holidays and celebrations here in the U.S. a year. Every month, there's something, and some months, there are two. So in the past four years since my husband died, I've faced at least 60 celebrations of some sort. It's not a new thing to see others enjoying their time together. And honestly, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I want it back. So I fell in a funk, and I was sad, really sad. And then I was so mad at myself for being sad again. I mean, my goodness, I've seen 60 holidays and celebrations, big and small, come and go. Why am I still being affected by grief? Why? I'm wanting to be so done with grief. I don't want to be sad and long for what is not in my life. And I certainly don't want to look at others and envy what they have. I'm also mad because I'm feeling like I'm doing great. I'm healing. I'm moving forward. I'm proud of myself. But now this, a setback. I feel sidelined by my emotions. Ugh, so frustrating. But this is where I found the power of and. It's the place where you remember that being fully alive and experiencing all that it means to be human, the full human experience, means that you're going to experience really great stuff in life and really difficult stuff too. Both. And way too often, they're going to be happening at the same time. It's just the way things are. For me, it's to remember that grief is here, always. Grief is a part of loss, and as long as you have loss, you will have grief. It'll just look different as you go along. But it's also to remember that grief is not linear. You don't move through it or through the quote-unquote stages of grief to a final destination. Again, it's here. It just looks different as you go along. So here's how to apply the power of and. Yes, I'm doing good. Great, actually. And I have grief. I'm happy with my life. And I'm sad for what I'm missing. I'm moving forward in a healthy way. And I long for what I remember in my past. I revel in my independence and autonomy. And I miss sharing my life with someone. I laugh and feel lighthearted, and I feel down and cry at times. And it's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. In fact, it is with all compassion for myself that I embrace the and in my life. The power of and. With grace, I allow myself to be sad that day and even take a nap, heaven forbid. With grace, I let go of any self-condemnation or self-judgment about the way I respond to any holiday, big or small, or any day, for that matter. With resolve to be fully alive and embrace all that it means to be human, I welcome the power of and. It's powerful because it keeps me from beating myself up for what may look like a setback. It's not. 
It's powerful because it keeps me from expecting life to provide only good experiences. It doesn't. It's powerful because it exposes the lie that I am only as good or as healthy as my current emotion. I certainly am not. So I started applying and to every area of my life to see if I could get some clarity on how I was feeling about some things. For example, I am so excited for my daughter's new job opportunity in a new city. And I miss her like crazy and wish she was here. A relative, perhaps a distant cousin, of the power of and is, this is the part where. And then you finish the sentence. For example, oh, this is the part where I see other people enjoying time traveling with their spouse and I start to feel sorry for myself and feel down. Oh, this is the part where I get mad at myself for crying again. When I first learned about this little phrase, I was taught by another life coach that was explaining how she learned to respond to her teenage daughter's behavior. She said, Oh, this is the part where my teenager rolls her eyes at me because she thinks I'm so dumb. Now, I don't know if you can see it or not, but using this phrase, this is the part where, when applying it to a situation, gets you out of the middle of the emotional chaos and sets you outside of the event, more like a spectator or observer. It helps you to be much more objective in the circumstance without self-condemnation or self-judgment because nothing has gone wrong. Oh, this is the part where this happens. And now this is the part where that happens. It's a great way to pull yourself out of a downward spiral of emotions. And you can do that because you're actually using your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that provides logic and reasoning, as well as regulates emotions, to make that observation. So next time you feel yourself becoming overwhelmed and feeling like your emotions are out of control or whatever you're experiencing, you want to be different, try the this is the part where tool. And watch to see how your brain observes the events with a logical explanation. I think you'll be amazed too at the rapid rate at which your emotions get regulated. This is the part where. Try it and let me know. The power of and uses the same part of the brain to integrate dichotomies. Those places, for example, where you can be doing great and falling apart at the same time where you can be happy and sad at the same time, and nothing has gone wrong. What does Jesus think about the power of and? You know, Jesus is always our go-to as an example as to how we should live our lives. So I thought about all the stories of when Jesus walked this earth to see where he may have experienced the power of and. The most significant one is, of course, when he went to the cross as a sacrifice for all mankind. Hebrews 12.2 says that, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. This was probably by far the worst day Jesus ever had. There was joy set before him, and there was torture and crucifixion. He knew what was coming. 
He prayed and he asked God to remove the cup. And he said this is why he had come. He felt the piercing pain of nails in his hands and feet, the thorns on his brow, felt forsaken by his father, and he did so with joy set in his heart. Talk about a dichotomy. The power of and. Jesus is our example, but he's also a man acquainted with sorrow, pain, and deepest grief. Isaiah 53, 3 says. So he is the one that gives us the ability, the strength to endure all the things we face in life, big and small. Friend, when you're struggling this week because you feel like you've hit a wall or taken a setback just when you thought you'd gotten over that hump, take a deep breath. And remind yourself that in life, being fully alive and experiencing all that it means to be human, this is the part where you can be filled with joy and purpose and at the same time be walking through some really difficult stuff. And that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. Friend, if you would like some one-on-one help dealing with the dichotomies in your life, I'd love to be your coach and mentor. I'll teach you some tools just like the power of and and many more that will help you regulate your emotions no matter what you're facing in your life. You don't have to be at the mercy of the highs and lows in your life. Let me teach you how to take back control and get you quickly on your way. I've put a link to my calendar in the show notes to book a quick 30-minute chat to see if we're a good fit. Or you can visit my website, trishazodi.com, and send me an email there. Have a great week. See you next Wednesday for the next episode of Another Beautiful Life Podcast.